Hallelujah.
My God from heaven. I hope I hurt somebody, amen. Pray somebody here drunk. Hallelujah. It's time out for them itching eaters. Time to the most. Amen. We get ready to introduce to some, some and introduce the others, amen, on tonight. Amen. On ELR Prophetic Shift. Amen. We are live, amen, on 19 radio platforms. Amen. The conference room and hallelujah, amen. The YouTube, amen. So feel free to visit us, amen, on our website, amen. I'll give that information later because that's not important. What's important, amen, is the word of God on tonight. And we're going to introduce to some and others who do not know, amen. I know this man, might as well say, a very long time, amen. We labored in the gospel together, amen. We cried together, amen. I remember when he was on his deathbed, deathbed, amen, God positioned me, Amen. To step down my church, amen. To go, amen. To see about this man of God. And I am so forever grateful because I was obedient. And some people, because they feel like you so in the pulpit, pulpit that you can't come off your pulpit and go and see about people. You got to go see about people. It has nothing to do with your offices, but you got to have the heart of God and the love of Christ to come see about people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're the fight and go in the fight and behalf on them, on their behalf. Amen. I remember those things. Amen. What this man of God went through, and God has truly delivered him. Amen. Through what it, what it is, and I thank God for him. Amen. So we can introduce for some and others who do not know. Amen. This mighty man of God on tonight. Amen. I introduce to some and introduce to others. Amen. Live on ELR Prophetic Shift. Amen. None other. Amen. Than the Honorable Apostle Doctor John Williams on tonight. God bless you. Oh, well, bless the Lord. Thank you, Apostle Austin, for having me on this night. Um, as I begin my uh, brief sermon, we will pray. So let's have our minds clear as much as possible. Father, in your mighty name, we believe that you can do all things. You are indeed able to touch our hearts, minds, bodies, and our souls. We ask that you cover our head to our feet, protect our homes as we leave them wherever we may go. For those many that we have lost during the pandemic, we know that you put them in a deep sleep. So when you return, Jesus, we know that we shall see them again. We pray for increase financially, but more so spiritually, economically, socially, verbally, educationally. And in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. My sermon entitled is Too Much Too Soon. In the gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter, it reads, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples called the parents for bothering Jesus. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, as you have replied, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child would never enter it. But when he took the child in his arms and placed his hands on the heads 
of the children, he blessed them. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In the previous verses, Jesus already spoke and told him, You must humble yourself as a child. During the time of this pandemic, we have all been humbled in many ways more than one. For many of us, it has been too much too soon. When there are many situations that we are unable to compromise, when there is a pandemic, there is no compromising. It is that you must have faith. Too much too soon can weaken your faith. But keep the faith in everything that you do as the disciples trying to hinder the children and their parents from being blessed when they, too, was going through situations. This isn't the first pandemic, and it may not be the last. But our Christ and our Lord and our Savior, as it speaks in the gospel according to Mark, as Jesus continued to go down to Jerusalem, when the man spoke to him, he said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied and said, Well, why do you call me good? Jesus replied to this man. He said, Only God is truly good. Then he said, But to answer your question, if you must ask, you know the commandments. I'm reading from Mark 10, verse 18. He's, and verse 19, he said, But to answer your question, you know the commandments. Question mark. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely to your brothers against your sisters. You must not steal. You must not testify. But you must also not cheat anyone. Honor your father and your mother. In this particular time, in this world that we are living in, as I have been saying, the twilight zone, we know that Christ, our Savior, it's still with us everywhere we go. It has been a many occasions where we have lost loved ones. It's been too much too soon. Only a year, and we have lost half a million people within our own nation, around the world, millions. We know that we were going to find out within this particular passage what it takes to be with Jesus. What do we have to sacrifice? What are we to expect to come when we are believers in the faith, being Christ-filled in every way, shape, and form? Verse 20, chapter 10, Mark. He said, Teacher, the man replied, I obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love. Jesus already knew that the man was telling the truth. He done followed every single situation that any person who were unable to do. He followed obeying his mother and his father. He didn't bear false witness, meaning he didn't lie. He didn't steal. It was his job, his duty to uphold his family's standard and the standard of the commandments. After Jesus known that he was genuinely telling the truth, he said, okay. He says, 
there is still one thing you haven't done, Jesus told him. He said, go and sell all your possessions. Give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure set up for you in heaven. Then come and follow me. I had this particular time. The man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Stopping at verse 22. Sometimes when you have it all, you got to give it all up to follow Jesus. Doesn't matter what you think you may have. Everything that we possess, everything that we have, it is given to us by the king. There are many challenges in our lives. Some people have money that will burn a hole through their pocket. Some have so much money, they won't even give you a dollar. But we're going to get into that even further in my brief snippet and within this sermon, entitled Too Much Too Soon. Where we go on and we see that the man had left, he was upset, he was sad. He didn't want to give up his possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples. His disciples soon became apostles. Keep that in mind. How hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed the apostles. But Jesus said again, dear children, he calls his disciples. He said, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. It is not saying that all rich people are unable to enter into the kingdom. It is the ones who are unwilling to sacrifice. In the time that I have lived my 32 years on this planet, I'm going to go off the script for a little minute here. Put your finger right there by Mark. I'm not going to leave that. I'm going to stay in Mark there. I have seen many things. I have heard many things. I have given away many things. I have seen many people sacrifice things over and over and over again. And a friend came to me and he said, Joran, I think it is your destiny that you are often betrayed. That's what happens. And by you being betrayed, we find out that we have been failures at what we have supposed to have been doing for you, and it makes us better people. That set me into a conundrum. I went into a mindset where I really can understand what he was trying to say. But Mark says it all. And I continue. The disciples were astonished by what Jesus said. They were shocked. Now, they have already been with Jesus for quite a while. They have already spoken with Jesus, ate with Jesus, talked with Jesus, been town to town with Jesus, but still astonished by his words. They were already trying to stop children and parents from being healed and delivered. But Jesus, as my great-grandmother used to say, thank God for Jesus. But Jesus was there. There are often many ministers and pastors and bishops and apostles and doctors and people who want to be doctor doctors and people who want to be doctor apostle and apostle bishop and all those other 
so-called titles they want to use. But Jesus is the chief apostle of the universe. He's the main thing that got the apostles in check. Today we have a lot of sheep in wolf clothes. And sometimes we have sheep in wolves' clothes who are masking as sheep. You may say, well, what does that mean? Sheepish shepherds. Shepherds that are afraid, but they want your money. When things start to get funny in your house and some kind of demonic spirit starts to arrive, they go running with your money in their pocket. Everything is about money. So they are sheepish. They put on wolves' clothing. They ain't put on sheep's clothing. They so confused, you know there is no God in them. But therefore, if there is confusion, there is no God there. I continue in Mark 10, verse 26. I read what once again. The disciples were astonished. Then who in the world can be saved? Exclamation point, question mark, parentheses. Oh, it sounds like. Somebody was angry there. Somebody was upset. They said, so all the apostles were looking at Jesus. Then we don't we don't did everything for you. How about you put in your mind that the Savior, the Master, the Living Word, as the Book of John says, John verse one, chapter one, in the beginning was the Word. They used that capital W to give it a title. It wasn't just words of God, but when God spoke word, he is so much so God and so powerful that his words became an entity all by itself. We call it Jesus. The entity itself was so powerful that it had power called the Holy Ghost. Some people need to understand the magnitude of the creator of the universe. I don't want to screw up too far. I want to stick to the apostles. And to my Savior here. Besides them being astonished by what was going on, Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, he said, physically, yeah, in your mind, it is impossible, but not with God. And with God, everything is possible. Then Peter began to speak up. Let's not forget about Peter. He's the same one that betrayed the Savior. But we all receive redemption in due time. Here we go. Peter began to speak up. His tone, angry. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. And Jesus replied, he said, yes, you have. I assure you that anyone who has given up house or his brothers or his sister." or his mother, or his father, his children, his property, for my sake, and for the good news, the gospel, will receive now, in return, a hundred times, a hundredfold, as many houses, as many brothers, as many sisters, mothers, children, property, along with persecution. That's the key word. Along with persecution. Everybody want a big house. Everybody wants a fancy car. Everybody wants an anointing. But when the devil starts knocking at your door and demons start messing with your head, when your money flow 
and your pockets are so funny that no clown can outdo you. Every single situation, everybody wants something fancy. Bigger church. Now all the mass churches only see about five or six people at a time. Too much, too soon. They hit us hard, home. But even then, over 2,000 years ago, they were still having a conundrum, still having a very serious problem here. I'm going to read it again. Jesus replied, I assure you, I know that you don't left all your sisters. You don't left your mama, your daddy, your sister, your cousin, your baby daddy, your cousin's cousin on your father's side, your mama. But he said, alone. They put an asterisk there. They say, don't include that within what he just said. Along with persecution, these things will come. Don't think you're going to be my disciple and you ain't going to be attacked. The devil don't like you. That's why they call him the adversary, the accuser. I stripped him of his name, of Lucifer. He's Satan. He ain't no good. I digress. He says, with persecution, and in the world to come, that people will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important person. I'm still in Mark 10, verse 31. Those people who are now, as we see during the pandemic, who have become and who are important, have now become the least. It can be seen in many directions, many ways of the crossroad, many ways how we can interpret how things can go. But you cannot interpret persecution. That means you're going to go through some stuff that just ain't right. You done gave up everything. That's what the apostle was talking about. The apostle said we gave up every single thing to follow you. We don't have nothing. My wife got runny stockings in her shoes. My wife ain't got nothing. I don't left her. I don't even got a hat to put on my head. We don't got no clothes, no food, no nothing. But to follow you, Savior, that's what we did. And he was angry about it. But Jesus said, I done told you this before. With persecution, these things will come and you will receive eternal life. Have faith. It's like the man in the previous verses. They didn't speak his name. They didn't say where he was from. But obviously he must have been from Jerusalem since Jesus was going into that place. He had them followed every commandment that was possible. People shun people for not following the commandments. It is not one of the commandments to give away all your stuff. Jesus said he genuinely felt love for this man. He knew that his heart was good. But once the man had a mindset of saying, I did good, but Jesus said, now if you give up. Now I'm reading from the NIV version. The New Living Translation, so my apologies. But in the King James Version, the New King James Version, and American Standardized Version, it says if you want to be perfect, 
sell all your possessions and come follow me. Brothers and sisters, my time has come to an end in my sermon snippet. I was raised Baptist, so I ain't going to go no more than 20 minutes. But I will say this. As it reads in the last verse, it says, Then in those who seem as they are the least important, they will be now the greatest. Steadfast in our faith. It won't be easy. God knows I know it won't be easy. I'm a man that's been battling cancer my entire adult life. A brain infection. Kidney infection. A bladder infection. Blind, partially in my left eye. Death in my right ear. <laughs> Many things that have come to my attention that the Savior allowed these things to take place so I can be a living testimony for those people who may go through the same thing to let them know, don't give up hope. Don't let hope die. But then hope there is faith and love abide in all those who believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and our God. He is indeed everything that you can ever hope for. Of course, people will hate you for what you believe and what you stand for. Because when there is light in you, the darkness can never distinguish the light. Never. It can only surround it. But once the light starts to shine, there is no darkness. And the light of the world is salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm Dr. Jordan Kenneth Williams, Senior Minister and Founder of Second Bethesda Fellowship here in Sunrise, Florida, Beaufort, South Carolina, and Miami. You can visit me online at secondbethesdafellowship.info. I will bring it back to my sister in the faith, Apostle Dr. Erica Austin. Thank you for having me so much, and thank you for everyone who will and who are listening to this small gospel snippet sermon entitled, Too Much, Too Soon. You guys be blessed in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I will pray as I end this sermon. Father, in your mighty name, we pray and believe that you are able. You can touch our hearts, our minds, body, and our souls. We know that you can increase us. Increase us by power. Increase our might. Any demonic spirit that we are able to cast it out of our homes, cast it away from those who are in need, heal those who are in a trial and tribulation. We know that it shall be something that will be of your will, but we know that we shall say, thy will be done, and not our own. In Jesus' name I pray and believe. Amen. Amen. Tonight, amen. Any words, amen, on tonight before we close the platform on tonight? Thank you. Anyone can share anything? Amen. Hallelujah. This is a blessing. Blessing to everybody. Amen. I'm the CEO and founder of ELR Prophetic Ship, Apostle Robertson. Amen. On tonight. 
And uh, we are, uh, like I said, that that word just alone itself was powerful. Amen. And because we are battling with the, the signs of the times, amen, like I said, we uh, have to reposition ourselves. And this is the time and the season that God expects us to reposition ourselves. And we have to do what, what is needed to be done, not for our own, but for the kingdom. Amen. And we start seeking after the kingdom. Amen. And God's expansion. And that's what he's doing in order for the kingdom of, of God to be prepared. Amen. For him for his coming. Amen. When Jesus come back. Amen. The kingdom has to be prepared. Amen. So we as believers, amen, have to be in the position to reposition ourselves. Amen. Now. Not later. Not next week, but now. Amen. Because now is the equation. Because he moves in the now. The Holy Spirit moves in the now. How he don't move in the later, he moves in the now. Amen. So we just thank God for what he is doing on tonight. Amen. And I pray, Amen, Apostle Williams, that we uh strengthen you, strengthen the Lord. And we pray that the virtual folds back into your body. Amen. We touch every infirmity, Amen, with the power of God. Amen. That is on your body right now. Even what you're struggling with right now, the tiredness that you are in your body. And we command it, amen, to line up. Amen. Because you cannot continue to do the will, amen, of God in this in this ill form. Amen. Even though, yes, it is a testimony. Amen. But also, God, we serve a God of a deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God on tonight. So we thank God. Amen. Anyone else want to open, um, want to say anything before we close out tonight? Amen. This is Prophet Lang. Amen. I'm I'm excited just to finally hear um, Dr. J. Um, it was wonderful. Um, amen. And I myself was a a product of a Baptist home. Amen. So thank God we're alive yet. Hallelujah. And I'm excited. I've been looking. I've been looking forward to a word from you because I was wanting to. And you are such an eloquent speaker in the Lord. Um, amen, and, and I'm employ you, and you've been in my spirit for a while, amen, and I just keep you in prayer, amen, and God's promised you, whatever he's promised you, he says he's going to do it, amen, but all of us have a cross to bear, all of us go things. but the, I always take my eye on the prize and say, God, but I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out with my hands up, but I'm coming out, I might come out with a tear, but I'm coming out. Uh, that's the process of going through because we'll come out on the other side in the spirit of Jesus Christ himself. So I'm excited to hear my son, amen, in Jesus' name, amen. And like I said, I'm just excited just to hear your voice. My ears perked up, and I was excited because Erica told me, amen. So uh, I'm oh, back and forth the hand the Lord and you are such eloquent. You have such an eloquent spirit. Amen. I want to be like that. I, I want to be. I don't want to be a, so dainty. I just well, just pray for your mama. Okay. Amen. God bless you, son. <laughs> well, well, uh, mama, Prophet Lane, you do an excellent job on your preaching. No need for no enhancement there. You do an awesome job. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. If they tell you otherwise, you go in and call me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you Amen. for those compliments. Amen. Amen. Anybody else that's on the line? I see another number on the line. 
Amen. Um, would you like to share something? Amen. Or just a word of encouragement or come to uh to encourage this man of God. Amen. Amen. Um, Don't hey, caller. Don't be afraid. Speak your words. Let me tell you. Zero nine six eight. That's the number right there. I see it on my radio. Amen. Zero nine six eight. Go ahead and speak. Yes. Don't be afraid. It was a good word go. tonight. It was a good word tonight. I enjoyed it. Um, thank you for having your services, and I was grateful to be a part of tonight. Thank you. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Amen. God bless Thank you. Zero six nine. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you, we serve a God with a, a, a sense of humor. Amen. We can't be so uh, religiously so deep to the point that we can't even put a smile on our face. And that's what it is that we lost that. We lost that that that, that smile. We lost that zeal. It's because we spend so now being religious as opposed to having a relationship with him. So we are very, very, uh, we are very right now, like I said, on, on uh, right now that God is truly moving some things out of our way and in our in the season that he has positioned us in, amen, and we just forever grateful for what he's doing, amen. But throughout the week, amen, like I said, we're on 19th platform, and we just, matter of fact, I just got an email about another platform just opened up, amen, God is moving us, amen. We were on uh, out of out of podcast of 200, we are now at 26, amen. We're moving up, amen, the ranks of 26 on one of the top, top gospel podcasts, so we are excited about what God, and if we just give God glory for what he has done, amen, and the lives of his people, amen. Um, amen. On Tuesday night, we have In God's Word. On Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday night is Apostolic Alignment with Chief Apostle Rodney Tate out of Georgia. And on Thursday night, we close out, amen, with our dessert. <laughs> and then a mantle of prayer, amen. So my prophet is Linda Lane, amen. And join us on Sunday morning. Amen. Sunday morning. I'm Sunday morning, man. Amen. Amen. I'm your host. Amen. I'm telling you, God has truly been moving. People have been delivered. And I just want to share something with y'all before I, before we even get off the line. God has opened up the doors. I was able to go in the studio. Amen. Up there in Kissimmee. Amen. With uh, DLG Records. Amen. I started out with just my song that I've been working on. Amen. The, the song that, that was given to me to work. And then by the time I got in the studio, I kid you not, I end up not just working my song. I end up working all the back background leads to like several rap songs, Christian rap songs. All around, we completed ten songs from eleven thirty to four thirty. Amen. So we give God the glory. It was a, it was a work. Amen. I was able to get back home last night. Amen. And, and still be able to get up for service. So we just thank God for what He's doing. Amen. That He's opened up that platform. Amen. Not just to minister in preaching and teaching. But he also allowed me to minister in uh in in the in the word through song and, and allow three people to give their life to Christ in the midst of the studio sessions. Amen. Amen. We had a revival in the midst of that. And one and one guy just dropped his by his alcohol bottle. Oh, I can't I can't do it no more. I can't do it no more. I can't even stand in this woman's presence. <laughs> so he you know, put his alcohol and that's why I went to so I can't do it, I can't do it. He went into the other studio and every time he would come out, he just say he said, just say thank you. Just say I said, just a little thank you. 
That's your deliverance. Amen. Tell the Lord, thank you. Because you never know who are you. You don't never know who you're going to tread on. You can't act so religious or so religious to the point that you just know earthly good. You can't act like you act like that because remember we have to draw love. So it doesn't matter. He didn't know if I was an apostle or not. He didn't even know. All he knew I was I, I was I was built now. And he came out his studio area studio. He looked, even the owner came out. The owner came out. The owner came out the studio himself. He's the owner came out the other part of the office and heard me in the other in I think studio platform B. And, and and he just said, Lord of God, when you come out of here on your break, could you pray for me? Listen, you don't know. You don't know how you're going to represent Christ. You don't know. So we always got to stay in the position, amen, and always be willing, amen, even in any circumstances, to continue to work in the kingdom, okay? God, I didn't expect God to open up that door, but, hey, everything went smooth. I didn't have to pay for no transportation. I didn't have to pay for no hotel. I didn't have to pay for no food. God did that. Okay, came home, I still had a couple dollars in my pocket. God is good. Amen. And I was able to rest easy tonight. I got home. I was able to rest and not be aggravated. Why? It's because I repositioned myself and said, listen, I won't be in this for long. Because, see, what you do for Christ will last. Amen. So we are uh, grateful, amen. We thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Amen, and God bless you, and have a blessed night.